Welcome back to Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum. Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum. Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum. I'm Marcus Richardson. And I'm Nathan Hicken. Welcome back to the hard-boiled exhibit where the boils have never been harder. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. Not good. But, Nathan, do you want to take it away? Ah, yes. But of course. So there I was, standing in an empty newspaper office, watching the corner where the grass man had stood moments ago. I sighed. This was Detropolis. A city of petty crime and mafia turned to violent murder. A city where curators were just normal paper runners, and mob bosses made deals with their enemies. A city where gods watched from the shadows. I was in over my head, just like Sam Marlowe. Only I hoped my story would have a slightly different ending than his. I didn't exactly fancy a long sleep in the trunk of a Rolls Royce. And what had I learned? Had this day brought anything more than more questions pounding incessantly as the rain outside? I'd met all the Melanzanos, Asher, who was convinced that the rival family of the Romanos was about to start something, Devin, the gambling aficionado who seemed a few sparks short of a Molotov cocktail, and Luca, the head of the family who was nonplussed about the whole affair. But they had let me know that the dame who'd interrupted the wedding ceremony had been one of the dancers at the club. I'd also had the pleasure of sparring with the verbose Detective Hardscrabble and his jittery assistant Barton. I'm not surprised that the cops in this city needed the help of a down-on-his-luck private eye. The only thing I've known hard scrabble to solve is the mystery of the missing mayonnaise on his roast beef sandwich. Though I was <laughs> though I find it a little hard to swallow that they believed that someone saw me driving the Rolls Royce with the stiff. No doubt about it, someone was trying to set me up. Not to mention the newspaper man named Aurelius, who was less interested in murder and more in eggs. And of course, the shadowy Newman called Grassman. But my questions regarding this case were these. Where was Sam shot? Who tipped off the police? Which dancer whistled in the church? And of course, I reached into the pocket of my coat and pulled out the picture. The picture of the woman I still had yet to identify and had perhaps forgotten about in the previous episode. (laughs) Who was she? And did she have a role to play in all of this? I picked up a pen lying on a nearby desk and spun it around. All good questions, but where to start? Yes, indeed. Where to start, detective? (laughs) All right. So, I have a list of locations that I would like to visit uh, because I had too many revelations during the the week when we have recorded this. A, I had forgotten that Sam's pants were wet until I was cleaning my room earlier this week and then it hit me like a spark and I was like, oh my goodness, I... His pants were damp. That does that sounds very very mundane. He's, whatever, he but wet his pants. Oh my god. Oh my god. Obviously, gosh. that means that he was killed by a mermaid. So, thus, <laughs> it all makes sense. No, 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 no. Explain your logic. What 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 does that mean? Well, I realize I haven't. I've forgotten to look at where he was shot. I don't know where he was shot yet, and that would probably have you know the the, the scene of the murder would probably have you know some some nice evidence. 
But I also remember that there's a newspaper article, I'm in the newspaper agency, a uh, newspaper article about flooding between, I think it was Manor Street and Spade Street, I believe, at the intersection over there. And, you know, seems highly suspicious. There's foul order- odors coming from over there, too. So, you know, that's something to check out. Um, I would also like to go to the hotel. I have some leads regarding the secret gift and some other things that I remembered as well as the Ibis Club and Claire's house. Um, what what time is it currently? Oh, I get to just decide. I'm in charge here. Uh, it is <laughs> pa- past nine, almost, uh, let, let's say, a, a quarter t- till ten. Okay. I am excited about the uh, flooded street. So I think on my way to perhaps the hotel, I'll stop by the intersection of spade and a manor and see if I can do some digging and hopefully not look too sketchy when it's 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Excellent. You know, the intersection is not that hard to find because you actually drove past this intersection to go to the manor earlier this same evening. Okay. Half of the intersection has a good three inches or so of water swirling around a gutter drain on the curb that is struggling to keep up with the flow. There are a few traffic cones that surround the flood. A single blinking traffic light illuminates the scene in an amber glow. Okay. I'm going to hop out of my car and poke around. Uh, I'll go to the gutter first. A little more information. It's definitely not a very busy part of town. In fact, it looks like one corner of the intersection is a structurally dubious parking garage that has some Mm. water pooling around its bottom floor as well. Mm. You go to the drain. This water definitely doesn't smell very good. And as you sort of trace back the flow, it looks like there's an alleyway with some sort of pipe burst uh, that is slowly drowning this intersection. Wait a second. A burst pipe. I'm going to uh, follow the trickle and examine the burst pipe. Is there perchance a small puncture hole? That'd be really cool, but no. (laughs) Ah. Sorry, sorry. Alas. That's an alleyway. Do you want to check out the parking garage? Is, well, well, first with the alleyway, is there anything else with the burst pipe? It's It's just a pipe that's torn off the wall or... It doesn't look like there's anything dubious going on here. It looks like the flood predated whatever else might have happened at this location. Okay, so it's not like he was shot and the bullet went through him and into the pipe. Right. That'd be cool, but that's... (laughs) I can always change my notes, but that is not not the reality as it stands. Yeah, that's... That's that's probably for the best. Uh, then I would like to check out the parking garage. I'm going to put one hand on my Colt Python because if I know anything about parking garages, is there the, is that they're great places to get shot. An interesting idea. So into the parking <laughs> garage you go. It's strange. It feels isolated. Like the sounds of the city outside are reflected by the concrete walls. Everything is a little muffled. The flooded water is pulling down another storm grate here. And it looks like there's something dropped not too far from that storm drain. What would that object be? I get a closer look. Get a closer look. And 
uh, not too far away from it, it looks like a white handkerchief. White handkerchief. Anything uh, embroidered on it? Yeah, actually there is. It looks like there's initials embroidered with swooping patterns. R-I-P. Wait, 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 What's my middle name? Wait a second. Oh, crap. Wait, did I actually shoot this guy? Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, I take out my wallet. Do I have a driver's license? Yes. You've What's been driving my... this whole time. What's, well, I mean, yeah. What's my middle name? Isaac. Oh, oh no. <laughs> goodness as you walk over to this handkerchief though you do inside the storm grate actually where the water is pooling you think you see something it's something that you almost certainly wouldn't have seen if you weren't looking very closely around this area but something has been dropped down the storm drain and it looks like it's gotten stuck i'm going to try to fish that out as as classily as possible. There is no classy way um, because <laughs> as you remove the storm drain, you realize that you have got to get dirty. But it pays off because there's not one thing dropped down this storm drain. There is a collection of things. Oh. Someone ditched this stuff and ran. You find a license plate. Oh, no. And a wallet. And a handgun. Oh. Okay. Is the license plate just normal license plate, or is it like a vanity plate that says Sam the Snake Marlowe or something? Dang, that'd be cool. Let's say sure. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's it's Sam the Snake, but no vowels, so it's just sm the thing. Sm the snook. Thum I the love snook. it. Okay, and the wallet? The wallet, oh, you open it up. It's the wallet of Sam Marlowe. Oh no. It's got uh, an ID in here. It's got uh, a membership for the Gentleman's uh, Society of the Ibis Club. And it's got a, a folded up note. And it's difficult to read due to the water damage, but it looks like a small to-do list. It looks pretty similar to the one that you found in the car. Mm -hmm. Maybe written at a different time, though. And it just has a couple of notes. Help Nick with secret romance room. Get suit tailored. Find a plus one. Write speech. And that's it. Help Nick with the romance room. So that's probably the secret thing with all the roses. With It's had something to do with the heirloom, which... I gotta, I gotta see where that is because I'm not convinced that, that is not at this moment stolen. Okay. What kind of handgun is this? It is. All right. So here's the deal. I don't know how much you know about guns. <laughs> I don't know very much about guns. So like, I could make some stuff up. But let me ask. Uh, give me specific questions. Uh, I just want to know if it's the same kind of gun as my gun, is basically it. Not exactly. It would take the same type of... Um, it's it's a handgun. Yours is a, a revolver, a Colt revolver, okay. I think. Um, 
it's not exactly the same type of gun. Okay. Might take the same ammunition, but it looks a little different. Okay. Um, I was gonna put my finger in the in the barrel to see if it's been shot recently, but it's been in water, so I guess that's a moot point. Um, okay. Well, dang. Uh, I I I'm going to search the scene, and I'm specifically looking for uh, blood or uh, two bullet holes. You search for a while. Um, it's difficult to see. It's very dark. There's only the occasional amber glow of the light. There are no street lights or lights or anything underneath this parking garage. But I don't know. Maybe you have a flashlight. Let's say, sure, you have a flashlight. Yes. <laughs> yes. A, a flashlight acquired just because of narrative necessity. <laughs> yeah, you do find some shattered glass and you find some tire marks. It is very feasible that this is the location. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I found the murder scene. I found some uh, notes, some evidence that's been removed. I am very worried about this handkerchief. I've not met anyone else in here who has the initials RIP. So, rip. Okay. Taking this all in stride as I slowly worry about myself becoming a killer. I'm going to uh, take some photos of the scene and then head nonchalantly back to my car. It looks like no one is any wiser. No one seemed to spot you. Return to the scene of the I'm just joking. Go to the scene <laughs> of the crime. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not confirming or denying anything at this point. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, once I'm in the safety of my car, do I have a handkerchief on my person at the moment? Yes, you do, but it looks pretty generic. It's not embroidered, okay. but you do have a, a utility-based handkerchief tucked inside your jacket. Okay. Okay, well, option one, I really did shoot this man, and I was mopping my brow afterwards and dropped it. Or option two, someone is really trying to pin this on me. Someone phoned the police, tip him off to try to hang me for this, but we'll see. Okay. Where'd it go? I'm going to get in my car, drive back to the Ibis Club. I have a couple loose ends I would like to tie up there. Back to the Ibis Club. Mm -hmm. You descend again into the Ibis Club. Smoky, smelly, a bit louder than you left it. It looks like people are in a bit more of a jovial mood. They're laughing and guffawing and drinking. No one is on stage, and no one is at the bar. It looks like Nick is no longer here. Ah. But you do see the same uh, bartender that you saw before. Dang, if Nick's not there, where is he at? I have his number, so I could probably call him, but I don't think he's going to answer at the moment. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to go up to the bartender and ask him where I can find the dancers because I want to ask them some questions he is stereotypically uh wiping out the inside of a cup like a bartender does classic looks like he's he's never not been doing this it, it, it is his role in life and he kind of raises an eyebrow uh, i don't think i need to tell you that at all uh you can shake backstage that that's within my power but 
I, I don't I don't make a habit of giving out the addresses of young ladies to suspicious looking men. So, I mean, if 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 you got to snoop around a little in the back, that's that's up to you. But I I am not at liberty to disclose their residence. I would argue more, but having just found my handkerchief at a crime scene, I I will just nod. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is anyone singing at the moment, or is there any performance going on? There is still the band, the the okay. little bandstand. Um, they are are still playing songs, but it looks like the show is more or less over. There there isn't anyone on stage. Okay, then I will head backstage and see if I can find a Miss Bunny, Miss Full, or Miss Meek. You walk into the back and you find no one again. No oh, one nice. is here. There are, however, three wardrobe closets. I believe, actually, you went back here before with the bartender. Maybe you didn't take much of a look around. I did not. There are three wardrobe closets, and each one has labeled on it Miss Vole, Miss Mink, and Miss Bunny. There's also a costume bin in the corner and a vanity mirror. Okay. Let's uh, go from least suspicious to most suspicious. We'll start with uh, Miss Vole. Miss Vole's wardrobe has several gaudy outfits, a makeup bag, a fur scarf. No, actually, it looks like it's the actual pelt of a small mammal. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, still a scarf, just mm-hmm. not not the tasteful <laughs> kind. <laughs> I'll rifle the pockets really quick, see if there's any incriminating I-killed-Sam-Marlowe notes. But if you not, know, move on. if I had a nickel for every time a villain got caught because they wrote a note that said it was me, <laughs> I was the killer, man, I'd be right. I'd have zero sense that what? <laughs> it's a classic villain mistake. Classic. It's villain like mistake. almost as tropey as a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I stood there in front of the. <laughs> uh. You know. I will say that there's the whole trope of like, I'm going to tell you my evil plan because it's so genius. Imagine somebody wrote down on a piece of paper. It's so foolproof <laughs> that I have to write down exactly how foolproof the crime is. <laughs> I can't be the only one who knows this. Dear diary, you won't believe <laughs> what happened today. <laughs> Interestingly enough, you do find a note though. <laughs> Nothing so bold and brash as to say, it was me. But it is interesting. It's a note that says, Violet, I'm leaving. Tell people I'll be back to perform soon, but I won't. If Claire asks, tell her I'm catching the midnight train. I'll come back for her. (gasps) If the Melanzanos ask about me, get out of there. Okay, Violet, so I'm assuming that's going to be Vol, so maybe they're all, names are similar. Violet, I'm catching the midnight train, I'm leaving. Vince Bowl said that Miss Bunny was the one who t- told her to not talk to anyone, so I'm assuming that Bunny's one on the midnight train. It's before midnight. There is a train station. Oh, but wait. I was at midnight yesterday or midnight today? Dang. Okay. Um, I'd like to open Mink's wardrobe. You open the wardrobe into a world of fluffiness. You're nearly enveloped by coats, scarves, and dresses that pop out of the wardrobe in a puff of pink. <laughs> Not much of interest in here, though, otherwise. Uh, looks like it is mostly just outfits and looks like she has a, a real propensity for the, the pink and puffy. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Um, and then finally, the wardrobe of Miss Bunny. 
it is empty besides a few coat hangers. Oh, she's up and skipped town. Like a spooked rabbit from a uh, rabbit, what, what, a rabbit hole? <laughs> that, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, down the rabbit, yeah, rabbit hole. Like a spooked rabbit being chased <laughs> by a fox. That fox was me. <laughs> <laughs> I was the fox, in case I that wasn't was clear. <laughs> okay, uh, and then I'll poke around the costume bin as well. Anything odd in there? Also, anything that looks like it matches the red scarf that I found in the hotel room. I'm still curious about that. There are hats, scarves, coats, shoes. Most of them have like exaggerated colors or features. Mm. Nothing that looks quite like that scarf you saw in the hotel room. Okay. But you do see, I don't know, there, there's like a fairly regular trench coat near the bottom. Interesting. I'm going to pull that out and rifle through the pockets. Nothing in the pockets. But you do know some, notice something inside one of the sleeves. And what is that? Smeared something that's red. Smeared on the inner cuff. Uh, I sniff it. <laughs> It smells a bit like wax or something. It, it doesn't smell like blood. Okay, okay. I resisted tasting that, so just so you know, I should restrain. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to take that because someone who sold the car had a long coat, and there can only be so many long trench coats in this city, right? Yeah, hard scrabble had a point, you know? Exactly. <laughs> ha, trench coat. <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to keep that. Also, and if, if it is innocuous, then I have an extra trench coat. So, hmm. Okay. And then finally, the vanity. Uh, I said that was there for flavor. There is not much of interest over there. Okay. I take a look at myself and make sure I'm looking rugged and washed out, but still with a glint in my eye. You are a handsome devil. It <laughs> You don't know how much effort it takes to look this purposefully unshaven. <laughs> but there's a sort of like quiet confidence from your chiseled jaw, oh, from yes. your glasses that are actually well fitted and look, accentuate. Uh, I don't know. What do glasses accentuate? You, you look good. <laughs> love it. Love it. Oh, good. I, I'm glad. That's That's what I was mainly worried about in this case. So. They don't call it a vanity for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I walk out on that. Okay. Well, that was a bust. Okay. I'm going to head back to... It's, it's not too late. I'm going to head back to Claire's uh, neighborhood. Need some human interaction. Uh, we'll see if she agrees to talk to me. But I have some questions I'd like to ask her. Okay. You go back to Claire's apartment. The lights on the inside are dark. Ah, oh, dang it! She might have, she might have gotten spooked and skipped town. I will knock anyway. No response. Oh, dang! Is the door unlocked? It is. Oh no! <laughs> I knock loudly as I enter. No response. Claire. Miss Loon, I will flip on the light switch. Uh, the apartment is simple but picturesque. There's a dining table and a single chair, an elegant sofa, a gorgeous scarlet rug with drapes to match. 
The rug's color almost appears clairvoyant because it hides the gruesome crimson seeping out of the body that lays just on top of it. Oh my gosh. Is that body of Miss Claire Loon? It is. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. There's a second body, which is so exciting, but also horrifying. Uh, it looks like I, she got the fuzzy end of the lollipop. That That's an actual phrase, I promise. <laughs> uh, her head is pressed down into the shag rug as if she were looking for a nickel she dropped. But the only coins she'll be finding are pennies from heaven. Oh my goodness. No, that wasn't good. That doesn't deserve an oh my goodness. <laughs> A message from Grassman. The small game is thorough. Claire was a loose end. I think I'll watch this play out. You remind me of an old friend. Dang, that rhyme.